If we die, we're taking you with us. Sign the bees. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 148 of Under the Call of MS. This is just going to be a regular episode since I missed it yesterday. I think Sunday was the last podcast I got out. I've just been having a fun week with the crap gap and some other new issues, so kind of pushing things off and trying to get them going. And I did try to get a podcast out yesterday, but because the weather's nice, spring is here, the cat's got a bug up his butt. And every time I started to do anything, he'd come down and jump on my lap or stand there meowing for me to come up upstairs and let him out. So that is why I didn't get anything else out this week yet but i will do this regular episode to make up for yesterday and hopefully get a regular episode done for tomorrow not promising much more beyond that we'll see like we only got a couple weeks left before i get to my next infusion so with gap gap going on and stuff not getting as much stuff done as i usually would like to but for the comic segment can't remember if I mentioned this. It's just a little book called Ink for Beginners, A Comic Guide to Getting Tattooed by Kate Leth, who will never hold a respectable day job. Done by Retro Profit, Big Planet. It's a cute, very informative, perfect for anybody that doesn't have a tattoo that's considering getting a tattoo. It gives them things to think about making sure that the design that they want to get is still going to be worth while having in 10 15 20 40 years uh making sure they sleep on it for a day and think about what they want to have done different things you can do to test out what tattoos are like with the temporaries and all that you can do i can't remember she talks about that but Usually what I, I told people that were fresh, it's like if you're going to get a tattoo and you're unsure about it or if they come in with an idea that's kind of like, oh, it's going to look all right for the next five years, but after that, you're going to regret it. You don't want to put lovers' names on your body. Just stick with, like, your children. Uh, even if you are married and stuff, I don't suggest putting your significant other on your your body at all stay away from the tramp stamps fine if you get a whole back tattoo or something like that but uh, you're gonna definitely regret them in the future and the one downfall is they do fade they do back the lines and stuff like that you lose certain effects from your tattoos over the years and then with skin if your skin size changes repeatedly or something like that, you're going to have stretching and pulling and your tattoos just going to look like someone drove over it with a construction roller. Uh, but yeah, take those things into consideration. If you have a kid or a friend or someone that's thinking about getting their first tattoo, Pick this up. It's cheap. I think I only got it for like a buck and a half. That's why I grabbed it just to see what it was all about. But yeah, it's an enjoyable little look at getting your first tattoo or getting 
a tattoo or learning about tattoos. So check those out. See what you think. Then I got the Only Living Boy, number one and two, volume one and two of their little like mini-sized graphic novel, trade paperback type books. Eric is the last living boy, but he's not alone. The world is filled with dangerous creatures fighting to decide who gets eaten and who gets to eat. He'll need help from mermaid warrior Morgan and Thea, an insect princess, to escape the foes pitted against them by the dreaded Balakar and fiendish Dr. Once. The only living boy is full of high action and high adventure as Eric tries to figure out how to survive and maybe find his way back home. Uh, this was, I mean, from what I got, I took from it, it's just a fun, adventurous look at running away. Uh, he starts out with him running off, and then he falls asleep, wakes up with this under this rock where there's a teddy bear duffel bag and he grabs that and goes wandering on and while he's going through his wandering adventures he runs into different types of creatures dragons uh wolf type troll type uh, demon type creatures and stuff like that <clears throat> and then runs into the mermaid girl and she helps them with some beast and then they go wandering on to find out some more information because he's looking for something and he's trying to trying to figure some things out and they get in trouble and while they're in trouble and caged up he befriends the insect girl and the three of them end up on a interesting adventure trying to save save themselves and save uh things around them but uh eric learns that when you run away from home or you don't know what you're going to come across it's There's all kinds of demons and things that go bump in the night that you don't realize when you do think about running away. It's like when I was a kid, I I followed the old uh, cartoons back in the day where you had a stick with a bag on it. I know a couple times when I ran away, I took my baseball back, tied a bag full of goodies on it on that and grab my duffel bag or my backpack and just went wandering off and we had a uh, random forts around the area and i just go stay at one of those forts for a day or two and then you start realizing how crappy it is being out in the <laughs> wild with no house or no roof over your head and stuff like that you end up coming back home and then but no matter what you do it's 
it sounds better than when you actually go out and do it. So, Considering Runaway Kids, this is a good book to check out. They also have The Only Living Girl out there. I don't know if they have other ones, but I do want to get that one too and check it out. Another fun book I checked out that is also another miniature graphic novel is Star Wars Adventures Smuggler's Blues. Featured bounty hunters Zuckus and Forlom are hot on the heels of the most notorious scoundrels in the galaxy, Han Solo and Chewbacca. To evade their pursuers, Han and Chewie will risk landing on a mysterious planet that somehow shuts down all electronics. Millennium Falcon unable to take off. How will the boys escape? Uh, yeah, you see Han and Chewie in trouble. You got these bounty hunters trying to take their get the bounty for capturing them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this didn't last long. I got my pain in the ass cat just constantly trying to climb over the computer to get in my lap. But they get caught by Forlom and Zuckus and then they escape them then they get caught and it just keeps going back and forth and then they come across this planet while they're trying to get away and when they do get to the planet uh, it basically shuts their ship down and their ship just falls to the planet's surface and crashes in a lake. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Forlongs and Zuckus's ship also crashes near them because they're chasing them. And they find out that there's something on that planet that's shutting down all electronics. Their ships crashed all over and stuff. And they go searching, find it. They deal with some stuff. And I don't want to ruin what happens because it's a whole surprise once they do uh, learn more about things that are happening. But if you like Star Wars, you like Han and Chewie, this would be a fun one to check out and see what you come across. And... Another one I did check out was Terrifics number 23. I bought this just because a uh, uh, plastic man on the cover, kind of like in a dog form. He's got the dog head and his head coming off the dog. That's why I bought that. This is my first introduction to the Terrifics as far as reading it. But it was a very fun story because it's uh, it's the one where Bizarro screws up time. And you get to see Bizarro, Little Bizarro, a couple of the Terrifics characters get turned into little, little young characters. And you see what they do, have to do to get through uh, some challenges. And it's, it's a fun look at that group. I want to learn more about them, but. Like I said, I haven't. This is my first introduction to him, and I bought it because of the Virgin cover with Plastic Man on it. I just fell for that. Wanted to learn more because the characters looked interesting that he was with, and it was a fun run. So, if that 
Sounds like something. It's from DC Comics. If you like Bizarro, this is... I learned some more things about Bizarro that I didn't know before, so that was helpful. But yeah, check that out. It's fun. And we will get back with some MS stuff. Alright, we're back with some MS stuff. A lot of people ask about Social Security. It's a hard pain and ass to work with. To try and get, get yourself set up on it if you have to go on it. If you don't have to go on it, I suggest waiting as long as you can. Because it's going to suck going from a regular paycheck to a Social Security check. But it does help a little bit when you have no funds coming in and you got to can't go out and work a regular job like you used to. Uh, many people will end up reapplying two, three, four, five times before they get accepted. But don't give up. Keep up with it. Uh, your whole working life, you pay into FICA. And FICA is what determines what your Social Security is, what you're going to get back. So, if you are unable to work, get out there and figure it out. Work with someone. Take advantage of it because you do, do you deserve it. Uh, every, it's there for everybody for a reason. Uh, I also suggest if you have a child with disabilities, you get them on it and figure it out as soon as possible because... If the child hasn't been in the workforce long enough, their FICA will be based off their parents' FICA scores. So you're going to want to look into that. But if you have been diagnosed with MS and you can't work because of the symptoms you have, you can file a claim for Social Security Disability Benefit. As long as you have had a job and paid taxes in the past, and you expect you won't be able to work for at least a year because of the symptoms of MS, you can file a claim for disability benefit. Before your claim can be approved, you will have to provide proof that you meet the Social Security Administration's requirements for disability benefits because of MS. Uh, I had a, you know, many people will get uh, sent into a social security uh, doctor and they will do their own exam on you to determine your level of disability in their opinion. Uh, even though you get it done by your doctor, they're still going to want it done uh, through theirs to make sure that you're not scamming the system. Uh, based on the blue book listing, Listings, well, the, the benefits are based on the Blue Book listings for vision loss or impairment, mental limitations involving behavioral and psychological abnormalities, or mental disorders associated with MS, persistent motor function disorganization, such as paralysis or paresis, ataxia, tremor, and sensory disturbances that may occur 
in different combinations. Severe motor function fatigue with considerable muscle weakness, especially when performing repetitive activities. Uh, medical documentation is a very important part of filing a successful claim. If you're not sure what medical evidence you should include, ask your doctor what evidence they recommend you submit. <clears throat> and disability isn't the end all of all your life. It's not that you can't work. You can be on disability and still work part time or whatever, work out of your home, do what you can to earn an income. But, uh, a go by it used to be like 700 some dollars anything above that that you earned they take 50 cents for every dollar that you earn off your disability but now i believe it's like 1100 dollars or something like that that you can earn before they start deducting that so take that into consideration disability does being on disability does not mean that you're never able to do anything ever again. I've tried multiple different positions and tried to get through things and see how they went so I could see where my limitations were. And it's, you can't really do that in the real world without having something to fall back on because if you go get a job and then you lose it that day or a couple of days later because you're disability hampering what you're able to do and stuff like that you're not going to be able to go through that many jobs before eventually no one everybody's going to question why are all these jobs on your record and you haven't lasted long at all do you have problems get along with people or what and then if you tell them that you have ms then a lot of them won't hire you in the first place because they don't want someone that has a, a disability so so yeah it's good to have something to fall back on if things don't work for you and then if you have a good period where you can work for a couple months there you go and they'll just keep you on record and if something happens you'll have that still there available so Social security administration created an exception to allow people who don't meet the blue book requirements to still qualify for disability benefits to get a medical vocational allowance, you will need your doctor to fill out a residual functional capacity evaluation. If they find there isn't any work you can do, then you will be eligible to receive dis disability benefits. Filing a claim for disability benefits can take some time, and if your symptoms of MS are getting worse, time is the enemy. Don't wait to be file your claim for Social Security disability benefits. If you believe you qualify, you can file a claim online or make an appointment at your local SSA office, Social Security Administration office. Uh, bring all your medical documentation and your record. RFC if you have one and a staff member will help you organize and submit your claim and evidence. Uh, 
I will add some things about blue book listing for multiple sclerosis, how to apply in your local SSA office. Links in the show notes. So if you need any of those, uh, there's plenty of lawyers out there you can talk to and they can help you along the way. And like I said, you may have to apply multiple times. Uh, But even if you get your application in and you do qualify, they will pay you back to when you applied for it or when your disability actually occurred and stuff like that. There's all kinds of factors that factor into Social Security. It's a very monotonous, pain in the ass thing, but it's got to be done if you need it. So don't stress over it. Just take care of it and work with it as it goes. Things will work out eventually if you're deserving. So check into that if you have any questions about Social Security. And I'll put those links in the show notes. Uh, R-A-M-M-S, Facebook group members, share typical Share tips like favorite running shoes, dealing with plantar fasciitis, and what to eat before a long run and stuff. If you're a person that would like to, are still able to physically run and want to get into some type of running aspects of your life uh, for exercise or whatever. And you can connect with like-minded people in these different groups. So it's always good to check them out. MSPLC is... MS patients leading change. They do a variety of different events and stuff. The MSPLC Facebook group goes way beyond geography. So you don't have to worry about being in an area where everybody's equally in that same area. It's it's glo- more of a global type of group that you can join up with if you're into the things that they focus on. One of the biggest, most internationally diverse MS social media groups is the MS support group on Discord, discord discord.gg backslash AQ4J2U8. I'll put that in the show notes too. Discord is a group uh, chatting platform initially built for gamers that have grown into a general use platform for people who want to connect via voice and video chat. You can hook up with other gamers that may have things that are dealing with things that you deal with. Instagram offers easy ways to connect with other individuals. Search search hashtags like hashtag walk MS or hashtag bike MS and your feed will be populated with others who have used those hashtags and maybe they can help help you find some other groups to hook up with. Uh, I'm an online gamer and a video gamer. I don't do it as much as I used to. I just don't have the time to waste sitting around playing the games and I don't have the environment that's comfortable enough to do it like I used to. So for now, I've kind of backed off and just haven't been doing the online aspect of it. 
I also can't buy my headset and all that stuff. It's still packed away. So when you do a big move and stuff, everything is just pushed off to the side. You can lose a lot of stuff that you you can't lose lose where things are, and you gotta try and find stuff. And a hard online game where you can't talk to others. So. But you can also do streaming yourself, whereas you can record yourself gaming. And then you don't need the headsets and stuff like that. But uh, online gaming, you can raise money through live streaming. Uh, you can help National MS Society by doing different streaming events. I'll put a link in for that in the show notes. Uh, streaming to raise awareness and funds for MS. From online gaming to cooking tutorials to creating artwork, streaming possibilities are virtually limitless. That's part of its allure. The other bonus is that you don't have to be a tech guru to get started. Stream to NMS website can help you set it, can help users set up friendly guides so anyone from people who are familiar with streaming to those who are interested in trying it for the first time can get involved can't tell if my cat's feeling a little shit upstairs or i'm hearing noises but streaming allows streamers to broadcast content in real time viewers who tune in can ask the streamer questions or even take part in an online game. When streaming for charity, a streamer can include information about how to donate on the screen. The Society's Stream to End MS campaign encourages fundraisers to be creative in designing events that suit their interests and lives. One key to creating a successful campaign is ensuring time for pre-planning. Another essential aspect for success is to make it your own. Whether that's riding your bicycle and live streaming from your handlebars or playing video games, people want to engage with you and donate because you're sharing who you are. That's a good way to get the word out. Maybe help. Help out some fundraising efforts and stuff like that. Uh, so look into those. Other than that, I think that's it for us for today. Uh, hopefully I'll get another one out tomorrow. Like I said, I'm dealing with crap gap and a bunch of other things. And with Cappy and a hemorrhoid, things are a little slow right now. So. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get back on routine, and if all else fails, I'll just set stuff up outside, and I'll do the podcasting from outside. So. But yeah, we'll get back to you again soon. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Check out Crimson Call Comic Club, Under the Call, AB Combo, and we will get back to you soon. <laughs>